What's shaking, YouTube tonight? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week. Shake it For up. First time ever, we are simulcasting live on three platforms. That's oh YouTube, gosh. Twitch, and Twitter. I'm actually <laughs> live on Twitter right now. So we'll see how this goes, man. What's uh, up, tweets? We'll, yeah, we'll Let's play this it. music uh, while you guys are congregating and see which one of these platforms shuts us down. <laughs> so, hey, sorry, no bad, no bad belly Bill in the live chat, but I do know who you're talking about, man. Uh, bad Bill Bill was a old school DJ from the 90s who used to scratch and cut on house records and uh, early electro. He's pretty dope, man. But while you guys are congregating, let's, uh, let's see what the word is, man. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right. Let's just say the word. Say the word. get started i gotta interrupt you guys with a very important cannonball ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention i've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story and i need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen cannonball boys and girls buckle your seats november 1st the mcrib is back oh that's right, that's right. Oh, 
Oh, they heard yeah. the Lord's talking all about things are judged. That's we'll right. Hey, McDonald's, I'm telling you, man, I've been pushing you guys for a long time now. And the price of a McRib costs the same as a cover price membership. So if you look at your boy, I see you guys are doing stuff with Nelly and Drake and all them. Yo, give Yo, me that. Uh, where's the TiVo meal, bring bro? It, bring it. Bring <laughs> right. Lord's of the Happy Meal you know, box. You know what I'm saying? McRib, what? A fry. <laughs> what else is in there? You doing a shake? What are you doing? Hey, man. TiVo Frosty. I'll dig it. I'll dig it. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Set up your uh, price guides, collections, and trends. Uh, sign up for CoverPrice.com for a two-week free trial or for the price of a McRib on November oh, 1st, boys and girls. $6.99 a month. You can get yourself full-blown membership. Shout out to our man, Matt DeVoe, in the live chat. Congratulations on your uh, new endeavors. I won't put you on uh, spot if you want to tell people in the live chat. It's up to you, man. Yeah, congratulations for yeah. all the successful work you've done, my brother. Uh, this show is also sponsored by KRS Comics. Use this discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusive. You cannot use McRib currency on KRS website, but you can use the Lords of the Long Max discount. Uh, believe it or not, nothing is dropping uh, this Friday, but these are still in stock over at KRS Comics website. This is the Venom sneakerhead variant. Please, in the live chat, no Venom spoilers. Moderators, if anybody drops a hint, kick them out. I'm sorry, guys, but come on. Let's be cool to one another, you know, for those who want to see it without the spoiler, even though it's all over the place, just in case. Let's not just the elephant in the room. Put me on uh, also, the... Oh, go ahead. Speaking of Venom, this Venom, what if Venom was in the 1940s? Still available at the KRS Comics shop.com. Uh, Ryan, did you want to show something? Yeah, starting October 7th, uh, this bad boy is going to be available for purchase on the KRS Ooh. website. That is a New um, York CC. Yep. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, this is the NYCC KRS variant for this uh, beautiful Harley Quinn, the animated series, Natalie Sanders magazine cover. That's right. That'll be available the weekend of New York City Comic Con exclusively on KRS Comics website. They were going to go, but they uh, changed them. Their minds the last minute. Uh, so what was going to be a New York City Comic Con exclusive in person at their booth, you can now get online. So that works out well. Empty handed. That's nice. That's right. Good to have our friend JB, Darkside Jedi, with me, and we'll dispense with all the pleasantries and get right to it, boys and girls. This is the Cover Hit Price it. Comic Book Shakers of the Look Week, where we look at the biggest single sales. Uh, a.k.a. the offer list, a.k.a. the <laughs> what did you do to p piss off Matt DeVoe list. But this isn't. You know what? I, get, I think a lot of you got a chance to hit uh, maybe two or three out of ten this week. Uh, there's one in couple. here that is, to me, is a Venom Grail that I don't rarely anybody has. But we'll get to that sooner than later. But uh, let's get right to it, boys and girls. What we got a first, Ryan? Well, number one this week from 1969, Avengers number 62. And while this first appearance of Mabaku is... Uh, slightly having an uptick in sales with the first Black Panther film. It fell in price right after the film was released. However, in this current market, collectors are recognizing how important some of these ancillary characters are to the MCU. In fact, characters like Nebula are seeing their highest spikes in prices yet. With this character rumored to play a prominent role in Black Panther 2, Mubaku's first is also seeing the same recent surge in market attention. For example, this week, a CGC 9.0 sold for a new high of $625. The last 9.0 sold for a mere $126 back in uh, 2019. And weeks before the fir uh, f first film's release, a 9.0 sold for $67. Raws are also way up with a recent $400 raw price of a near mint copy. That's right, $400 for a raw copy. 
it's great to see these characters catch second wind um, in the aftermarket for sure. I remember going after this one. Well, first of all, I mean, Silver Age 9.0, that's crazy. Come on, man. And a lot of people, I've you know, he was so one of the better Silver things Age in the books. movie. Too, a 7.0 yeah. is high grade in Silver Age, man. Come on. Now, this Nothing. is like the cusp of Silver Age Bronze Age, right? Right, 1969. Technically, it may be Bronze Age, uh, depending on who you ask. But it's, it's you know, what it was... It was a slept-on book, you know, mid, mid, middle of the numbers of Avengers, and I don't think many people would think they were going to do much with Mbaku, but you know what? He played a big part in it, and he was in Endgame as well. I do believe it was an Infinity War. I plus, was both. do you think it matters yeah. that the character who plays the guy in the, in the movie is good? Because I think yes. whoever played Mbaku was fantastic. Yeah, me too. And, you know, and, and I think if he, huge come, if he comes back again, which he is definitely coming back again, yeah, that's I another mean, reason why this book is still hot. Thing about Robert Downey Jr. is cast as as Iron Man, right? I mean, if you think, I think the casting is a huge, huge part of it. Uh, you know, the resurgence of Batman when Batman Affleck became Batman. Um, you know, you know, I, I think it's a huge part. It's a perfect, com- you know, have to have a c- perfect combination of actor and character. Um, you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he was the perfect Black Panther. So uh, I, you know, Mbaku, or the actor who played it, Winston something or other. Yeah. He went on to do that scary film by uh, the guy from Key and Peele, uh, where it takes place in uh, like this weird alternate people living underground. Uh, help me out in the live chat. My man J2, you know what I'm talking about. It was a horror movie, really trippy, where their family went on vacation. And next, you know, there was like clones of themselves. Or who oh, were, like, is it us? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was so, a trip. It was like that evil versions of themselves. Yes. Us. Winston Duke, I think, is his name. Thank you very much, Chinmo. Yeah, Winston Duke. He's a great actor. And Us is a very good uh, from uh, the, the duo of uh, one of them from uh, Key and Peele, who end up being more and more. Ironically, he does more horror than he does comedy. But if you watch Key, His and, Peele, is good, though. Key and Peele's sketches, they always have a dark undertone to them, even though they're funny, right? Uh, it's It's very well done sketches if you watch the Key and Peele stuff. Sometimes they just go off and do this weird stuff. Of course, uh, going on a tangent here, but you know Liam Neeson's best kid ever, man. <laughs> Liam two, Neeson, uh, that's my boy, the, Liam Neeson. The, not the Liam Neeson's, right? The the two Valley Parkers, yo. That yeah. is the best kid ever, yeah. man. I, I love that. I like right. uh, I like the high school teacher one too. Hey, hey Ron, he's doing the roll call. <laughs> I feel so bad for anybody named Aaron because after that came out, they were just like, "Hey, Aaron," and and then when they did the college uh, all stars, oh. they had Aaron Rodgers come on and say, "Hey, Aaron Rodgers," that was that was hilarious, <laughs> man. But all right. Sorry, boys and girls. We're just having a little fun with you. You're hanging out with us, and you're in the live chat. Ain't nobody watching the Bengals play the damn show. Nobody's watching that game. Come on. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Well, one person was. You know, my cousin's a Bengals fan, so, you know, Bengals versus the uh, Jaguars. Good Lord. Ugh, Joey Lawrence or whatever. Trevor Lawrence. I said Joey Lawrence. Whoa. (laughs) We're getting off into a tangent right here. All right. Well, that was a good chance for one for one. Get ready for your, uh, your offer, your first offer. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready for this one? Casper the Friendly Ghost, issue number one, originally published in 1949 from St. John. Now, as October begins, that means Halloween, ghosts, goblins, and other scary things. But it doesn't have to be scary, right? Well, that's the concept behind the late 1930s creation of Casper the Friendly Ghost. The story of Casper originated in a 1939 children's storybook, the rights to which Paramount Pictures' famous studios purchased for a mere... Are you ready for this? 175 bucks. Now, Casper next appeared in 1945 in The Friendly Ghost, an animated cartoon. It wasn't until about 10 years after Casper's creation that he appeared in the comic book format 
published here by St. John as Casper the Friendly Ghost number one. Now, this rare first appearance has only 47 total universal copies on the CGC census, so even lower-grade copies will scare your wallet. A CGC 3.0 just this week sold for $1,375. Now, the highest-grade copy on the census is an 8.5, and the last recorded sale was way back in 2008 for seven grand. It's pretty safe to say the next time that 8.5 comes and hits the market, it's going to command quite a bit more money. Happy haunting, everybody. It's actually a really cool book. I like this. Shout out to the almighty Lager King. Called it Casper as part of the Midnight Suns. Yeah. <laughs> so for a certain demographic of age, like us old farts, we grew up right. on Casper, the friendly ghost uh, cartoons. Um, cartoons. And, and so I was telling the story of how... Um, I went antiquing in San Diego one time and I saw this book Ooh. and only got it because my namesake is on there, but it was a total Casper, the friend that goes rip off. It's called Timmy, the timid ghost <laughs> oh my silver gosh. age book from that's silver uh, age. That's right. Silver age, baby. And it came even in this frame. It was like the only comic book book in there. Uh, so huh. yeah. And uh, I cool. believe for, for those who have been to, um, let me remove myself. It's not about me. It's about the books, man. But for those who have been to Old Town San Diego, uh, it was the, part of that haunted thing that they have in San Diego. You can go on like this ghost tour, right? And inside Ooh. it, of course, they had this thing called Timmy the Timid Ghost. And my girlfriend goes, hey, look, it has your name on it. I'm buying it. I don't care how much it is. I think it was like <laughs> 10, 10 bucks or whatever. But hey, if Timmy the Timid Ghost ever gets developed, I'm retiring, boys and girls. Yeah, All yeah, right. So Casper, the Friendly Ghost, issue number one. Ah, oh, from 1949. Wow, some great nostalgia right there. All right, what do we got up next? This is Guardians of the Galaxy number 25. This is the Scotty Young, Iron Man by Design, the 1 in 15 variant from back in 2010. Last week, if you remember, we highlighted a pricey Moon Knight Scotty Young baby cover. However, before he was doing baby covers, he was producing amazing variant covers like this Iron Man by Design theme. Um, many of the top Marvel titles featured an alternate version of Iron Man set in another point in time. The steampunk version has surged to the forefront of those various covers. In fact, this week's, this week, the one in 15 variant sold for a new high of 350 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Um, if you're interested, raw copies have been trending around $90 for a fair market value. Yeah. So. I remember when I got my first Scotty Young variant is right around 2012 when he started doing the baby variants. So to see this is pretty rare in the wild because it's not his what we are typically equate to what Scotty Young does with the baby variants. So I mean this one is absolutely gorgeous, steampunk kind of Iron Man. You would if you were looking at this cover, not see the you would never guess in a million years that this I would was Scotty never Young, guess right? that this I mean, was Scotty Young. That's like if Alex Ross did baby covers, right? If Alex yeah. Ross was doing Scotty Young style, you would never guess in a million years that was him. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number 25, the, the Scotty Young Iron Man by design, 1 in 15 variant. That's also another thing you don't see off too often either. One, on in, one in 15. Yeah. Know, Normally rare. 1 in 10, 125, 1 in 50. Sometimes now when they have a first issue and there's like 47 variants, you may find a 1 in 15. But back in 2010, 1 in 15, that was pretty uh, – and you know what? People were like, you know what? I can order 30 of these or, you know, get two of them. So there you go. But uh, 350 for 9.8, Guardians of the Galaxy, number 25, Scotty Young variant. What do we got up? Here's another chance for you guys to get on the board, I think. Here we Absolutely. go. Absolutely. I think this is a solid chance to get on the board. 
Next up, we've got Miss Marvel, number one, originally published in 2014 from Marvel Comics, and we're getting pretty damn close to seeing Kamala Khan in live action on Disney+. Plus. Now, it's rumored that Miss Marvel will be released in February of 2022, and if that's true, then we're just like a few months away, right? Now, her key books, like this first series, number one, just hit a big new high sale of $960 after a 34-bid auction. This is way up from the $300 9.8 price tag just one year ago. Now, these future pillars of the MCU are definitely books you're going to look to invest in. It's amazing. This. Yeah, it's not even her first appearance. Uh, this oh, is the first appearance of, an, of, a, of an. This is the first appearance of another character though. That was, I think, uh, they I think they cast him for the show. It's like one of her friends or something. But it's another character in the show. But there's a huge cult following for Miss Marvel. Same with uh, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur. I mean, you know, 2020 has proved that you know what people thought were nothing. You know, make something big of it. Especially now with the heightened sense of collectors, the way the market is, any first issues will pop if it's a new one or. Well, I think after the Miss Marvel trailer drops, you know, I mean, I don't. People are gonna end up complaining, you know. But yeah, if you're 50 years old, it's probably not for you. If you're 40 years old, it's probably not for you. But you know, there's a whole generation of young girls that look up to Kamala Khan. You know, they they didn't and they've done so purposely. So, uh, whole, you know, you got your whole gamut of stuff, right? You got your What If, you got your Moon Knight, you got you know, you know, you got your Miss Marvel in between. Sometimes, hey. Someday we're going to get Squirrel Girl on there as well for the AT&T Girl can finally get paid some more money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. So Miss Marvel, number one from 2014. Remember that one. Uh, the, this, this cover is pretty recognizable. So but who's, think, the, uh, who's the artist on this cover? Um, Good question. I, I, I feel like I ended up getting this book not because of the run on title, but because of the artist. It was part of an artist collection. Right? And now yeah, this I is just, this just a regular cover, too. This isn't, is. this isn't even a number one or a variant. This is just a regular cover. So, uh, yeah. So, there you go. So, a lot of people got on board with this one. Uh, good luck with this one. Yes, good luck indeed. This is Primer number five from 1983. Primer has been in recent comic conversation with Grendel's first appearance in issue number two. And while that book is currently in the limelight, we might as well cover the other pricey book in the series with issue number five. This book features the first published work of Sam Keith, who does the interiors of the book. However, it also features the first appearance of Max the Rabbit, which was a prototype for the popular image launch title, The Max by Sam Keith. There's a lot of debate amongst collectors whether this is the first Max or not. Uh, the collectors do share many similar... The characters, I'm sorry, do share many similarities, but also many differences. In the Max, the hair story in this issue, he is literally a giant rabbit, but with the same hunched-like Hulk stature with the pointed fists. However, in the Max series, he's a homeless man that merges with Julie's rabbit spirit animal through hidden, uh, though hidden with a mask, which he never removes. The similarities and differences are there to support both arguments, but either way, this first hit an all new high of $1,530 for a CGC 9.8. Damn. <laughs> and it's may not even be his first appearance. It's debatable. It, it is. Right. I, is, I, it is I, mean, I mean, yeah. I'm could you call it a prototype? Remember. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's prototype. Be, I would I, yeah. prototype is a solid. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but look at that. That's character. like a that's like a work of art. That cover is. You know what I'm saying? Look at it. I mean, you know, it literally looks like something you would see in the love. For uh, everybody, uh, take a shot if you thought I was going to say the love on tonight's show. Um, but yeah, I'm old enough to remember MTV having an animated series called The Max. Do you remember that? Yes. I yeah, and the animation was very well done. It very well done. It looked like it was Sam Keith. Uh, was it Sam Keith or was that his name? Whatever. It looked yeah, like Sam it was Keith his art that was done on the animated series. Absolutely incredible for the, those who remember. This is when MTV was doing a lot of animated stuff. I don't know what they do now, to be honest with you. But uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Is MTV still around? Yeah, happy 40th anniversary. Thank you for the 15 years of music you gave us. So, uh, all right. So we're halfway there. Uh, allows us to take a little break and introduce you to our new sponsor, MySlabs.com. Ooh, tired of paying 10%, 15% or more to sell your cards, comics, and digital collectibles? How does 1% sound? Too good to be true? Well, not anymore. MySlabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slab cards, sealed wax, and now slab comics and digital collectibles. So the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution. Yeah, our friends over at MySlabs.com. If you want to sell your stuff, uh, it's 1% uh, fee, but uh, you just have to do the PayPal fees. So if you... uh, if you're getting pillaged by eBay and you want somewhere to sell your books and you don't want to, you know, auction or whatever, you can throw it on there. They also have NFTs for those who are into the, the, the whole NFTs the kids are talking about nowadays. Uh, but there you go. Shout out to MySlabs.com. Head on over, man. Sell your slabs for 1%. They also have trading cards. Uh, I'm really curious to see about those NFTs, though, man. I'm at, uh, I'm almost scared. I still to don't understand that. I'm so scared of that, man. Even I don't though I loaded up in, 50 bucks yeah. today in some app that I'm going to go buy some and some comics i don't <laughs> i have a rule of thumb i don't invest in anything i don't know inside and out backwards and forwards you know what i mean uh you know that's my money i'm talking about right there you know and, you got to make the first make appearance it. of the mention of, of the mcrib on the lord show in nft that's right yeah that's man i'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents you know what i mean so let's go <laughs> hey we can't have a shakers list without uh, a horror book and tomorrow yeah. make sure you guys all hashtag Halloween comic covers, favorite time of the year for the IG Comic Lords. We all post Fun. our favorite comic book and horror Ooh, yeah. supernatural theme covers starting October 1st. Make sure hashtag Halloween comic covers, tag all your friends, and uh, can't have a shaker's list without a horror book. What is it this week? Absolutely. Next up, we've got Shocking Mystery Cases, issue number 50, originally published in 1952 from Star Publications. Now it's fitting as we get close to October. And the horror imagery that comes with Halloween, where we see a new record sale for this Frankenstein cover from one of the premier Golden Age artists, L.B. Cole. This week, we saw a CGC 7.0 sell for a new overall record of $3,840, beating out the prior record of only $1,680 that was set just last year for a 6.5. Now, this is a difficult book to find with only 24 copies on the CGC census, and it's even harder to find in high grade. The highest graded copy is only a half grade up with a single CGC 7.5. Now, that 7.5 sold all the way back in 2012 for a mere 321 bucks. But we wonder what it would go for today with the increased demand for pre-code horror and the fact that it was once part of Ghost Rider's collection. That's right. The CGC 7.5 is noted on the label 
as being from the Nicolas Cage collection. And that provenance has got to be worth something. Pretty cool, man. That cover is fire. That'll be cool. I wonder if that's the stolen Nicolas Cage. uh, You know what I'm saying? Because uh, it feels like 321 bucks is cheap. Uh, what three thousand eight hundred forty? Uh, well, no, back in two thousand and twelve. Oh yeah, the seven five yeah, sold but, all the way back in two thousand and twelve for that three hundred twenty one yeah, bucks. Famously, Nick Cage got his house broken into and all of his comics stolen, so uh, he had to buy a lot of them back. And so, uh, let's not talk about that weird headline we saw about him having to make five <laughs> Netflix movies to do buy a comic book or something Hilarious. like that. But oh, that was for the Jim Lee art, which was a, a parody from I think an, an Onion type article. But this is a gorgeous cover like Look at that cover it, man we're talking the, frankenstein you got the colors popping off yeah, it's all the stuff i talk about it has oh. font on it they're saying stuff it's like dead man's revenge i mean this is classic you know pre-code horror i mean i just miss that covers actually told you what the hell was going on you know what mm-hmm. i mean that it, nowadays it's just the prettiest one character you know you rarely ever see like throw down battle scenes you know and uh you know from the big two at least marvel and dc but this is the kind of stuff that wax nostalgia on us and you know and you know uh i think you know collectors are gobbling up so shocking mystery cases issue 50 and, and once again anniversary issue we love those mm-hmm. on the lords right uh from star publications rest in peace star publications uh uh-huh. september 1st 1952 a graded 7.0 so for 3840 bolines all right next up is another chance to get another board maybe look twice maybe maybe this is spider gwen volume two number zero this is the second print from 2016 this hard to find second print has been trending for a while now this reprint of edge of the spider verse number two is considered one of the hardest reprints to find as copies disappear the market value increases like this week's new high of 699 dollars for a cgc 9.8 i'm telling you man you know what they should have kept the name spider gwen uh you know ghost spider just doesn't do it yeah spider gwen is definitely cooler yeah, Spider Gwen is definitely cooler. But uh, I get the list in advance, and I, I read read that one. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have this book, and sure enough, I go digging. I don't have second print. No, I <laughs> got sold, a bunch of first prints. No I have second. Edge of Spider. I had Edge of Spider Verse number one, two first prints, and the one in twenty five Greg Land variant. Sold them all. I Boom. yeah, sold them all. Should have kept them, especially the Greg Land one in twenty five. But what are you gonna do? What are you? But gonna I want. Do? When she does go to live action, she's definitely going to be in Into the Spider-Verse animated number two. Uh, but whenever they do make a live action version, this book is just going to go through the roof, uh, through the roof. I'm a fan favorite through the Into the Spider-Verse. And I do believe she's on like the Spider-Man cartoons for kids too, right? The one that was uh, that uh, had the kind of quipping, sp- uh, funny Spider-Man. Oh, uh, Ultimate, yeah, Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, she's in that, her. isn't she? There's three characters. Yeah. So, uh, and at one point there was like Nova, and it was like a weird version of Iron Fist, <laughs> like this little kid who spoke like a Buddhist monk whenever he spoke. It was like kind of funny. Better, hey, better than Finn Jones. But White whatever. Tiger, I think, was part of it. Yeah, White Tiger was in there. So very interesting stuff for little kids, man. So Spider Gwen, Volume Two, Issue Number Zero, Second Print from 2016, boys and girls, seven hundred for nine point eight. Doesn't sound that bad at all. Doesn't all right, what do we, what do we got next? All right, next up, this is a good one. Ah, uh, classic. Classic Superman versus Muhammad Ali, but this but is once again I tell variant. you to take a take a double look at this one to make sure. Yeah, it is the one this is the you, you think you have variant. Yeah. 
from 1978 DC Comics. Now, this iconic book is one of DC's best-selling comics. It features Muhammad Ali, one of the most iconic and inspirational figures of the 20th century, fighting one of the most iconic and inspirational superheroes of all time. Muhammad Ali was immensely proud of the book, and it was said that he frequently showed it off to guests at his house. And writer and artist Neil Adams, co-written with Denny O'Neill, has also claimed that this book and its cover is one of the proudest moments of his career. Simply, this was one of those books that was way ahead of its time and ranks as one of the most important books in comic history. While this week's raw sale of 562 bucks marks a new high, it's still undervalued compared to all the various hot books that have surpassed it in price. It's unknown if this Whitman variant was bagged as it's a large treasury size that was considered an odd size even then. However, Whitman books were mostly sold at convenience and toy stores, which is where these most likely came from. Yeah, this is a big, this is a, you know, the big it's treasury. treasury, thing, treasury right? yeah. Yeah. This, this is not the I treasury. Have a Star Wars one of those, right? It's same, same huge. Here. Yeah. You know, it's cool. A little fun, fun fact, I guess you could call it. So, if you remember that show, Comic Book Men, uh, they had Neil Adams on, and he was talking about this cover. And the Lex Luthor character there on the bottom left was actually supposed to be Telly Savalas. And if you oh. notice, his hand it looks like it would have been holding a sucker. Ah. He changed it to Lex Luthor because Telly Savalas said, "Do not use my likeness on the cover." Uh -huh. How Savalas, many different you could have been immortalized? Actually, yeah, how many celebrities are immortalized on this cover? I think that's Jimmy Carter too in the front, yeah, right? Now, Jimmy Carter. Right. Uh, I think that's yeah. Bono next to Batman. Yeah, yeah. Bono, not Bono, kids. All right. So for those who don't, so Sonny and Cher, it's like, man, we're dating ourselves. But I remember this, like, you know, at first glance, like, oh yeah, because the Treasury Edition is rather. I wouldn't say it's easy to find, but you see them more often. This Whitman variant, though, I may forget about it. You know, it was a not a tri quite Treasury size, but it's still an odd shaped, as you could tell, uh, a little bit bigger than a Golden Age book. But uh, yeah, that's still that's still pretty cool, man. So Spider Man versus Muhammad Ali from Whitman, nineteen seven. Can you imagine the trash Muhammad Ali was telling? man you know, <laughs> i got kryptonite in these gloves son i don't you know whatever man all right now he's probably talking about his dead parents on krypton or whatever you know but you know yeah, and they hit him with the red light and everything so he wasn't yeah. even really his strength uh, yeah whatever. very cool man very cool all spoiler right, alert got... i think muhammad ali wins <laughs> that's right get out of here all right let's get it instead of the thriller in manila it was the i don't even know man well, I think I can't even think of a word to rise from Metropolis, but forget about it. So anyway, let's move on to the next one. This one is a really, really rarity. And if you're a fan of recalled comics, you know about this book. Well, this is the Venom Lethal Protector number one error black cover from 1993. And we love error books. They're oddities, fun accidents, and can often be considered one of a kind, depending on what flaw is on the book. This particular oops happened when the red foil ran out at the end of the production, creating just this black overlay. As you can see, the red from the original standard cover underneath. Like a few books we discussed above, this isn't the highest sale ever. A rare 9.8 sold in 2018 for $9,600. But it is a big new high sale for a 9.4 which sold for $6,250. This beats the last high sale of 4,500 back in 2020. And 
the old timey price of fifteen hundred dollars that this sold for in two thousand nineteen. Those it's are some all, impressive games, those are man. Crazy Only games. Gonna man. Get hotter. I mean, there is Nine, for some reason four. I don't for some reason I don't know what it is with this run, but there's like a because they had a couple of different variants that were different covers. I think there was a white variant. Uh, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. That it may have been. Just look up recalledcomics.com and look at the error covers for the Venom run, and you'll find that there's quite a few. But this one is the, I would say for Venom collectors, this is the the holy grail for Venom collectors, right? Because you know Venom has quite a you know obviously ASM 300. Um, fun fact that and I posted it on my my Twitter. Uh, about the guy who actually created, um, well, they say Venom, but he didn't create Venom. There was a fan who created um, the black suit, uh, the black right? suit Spidey, right? His name is Randy Schuler. Yeah. So I mean, I bring this up now because it's kind of you know apropos since Venom is coming out. But um, guy named Randy Schuler. It was a thing where Marvel did. They said send in your uh, stories, you know, for what you would like to do. You know, if you're an aspiring writer, and somebody, uh, this guy named Randy Schuler. This is like three or four years before Secret Wars came out. He said, uh, my idea for Spider-Man is to have a black suit, uh, but it would be it would have been made by Reed Richards. And has unstable molecules. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about Spider-Man always getting his costume ripped, right? In the comics, you know, every time he gets his costume ripped, right? Because he's, you know, because he was a poor kid. He was making his own clothes. You know what I mean? So He's you know, sewing them up. So the story was that, um, you know, and if you're unfamiliar with unstable molecules, that's what they kind of, uh, you know, um, Stanley made up for the story of how, like, Reed Richards could stretch in his uniform with stretch wisdom because Stan, our, uh, Reed Richards had created something called unsta- unstable molecules, the same way as how Visible Girl would turn invisible and her clothes would too, as well as the human torches, clothes wouldn't go up in flames. They were unstable molecules. So uh, shout out to Randy Schulers, who in the sensational Spider-Man number one from 2019 called Self-Improvement, they actually retold that story that were given by Randy Schuler. So it tells cool. a story of Reed Richards making a black costume for Spider-Man oh, cool. using unstable molecules. That book is grossly undervalued, but I would say that is the true origin of the black suit Spidey before Secret Wars. Google it. It's a thing. Randy Schuler cool. and, black, and black suit Spider-Man. Just a little knowledge dropping on you guys because we like to do that kind of stuff here. McRib's knowledge. That's all we know on here, man. McRib <laughs> knowledge. There you go. Yeah. So Venom, the lethal protector, number one, the black cover variant, 6250 for a 9.4. Good luck on finding this bad boy. All right. What do we got up next? Uh, one of my favorite authors. Last one. Before we get one of my favorite last artists. One, before we get to the last one on the list, man, shout out to this fantastic live chat. If you are enjoying the show, please do hit that thumbs up. If you're not subscribed to the channel, please consider subscribing to the channel and hitting the bell. All right, what have we got to round off this list? Last one on the list, and then after that, boys and girls, stick around. We're going to go see what's shaking today, but uh, one of my favorite cover artists. Okay, here we go. Young Allies, number six, the Art Adams, one in 15, originally produced in 2010 from Marvel Comics. We're big Arthur Adams fans. He has a style that's really unique and recognizable. He has several valuable variants, but in 2010 and 11, he did three female Marvel profile variants that have been rising in value for years. These books are New Mutants number 25, the one in 25, which sold for a new high of $389 for a CGC 9.6 this week. Avengers, The Children's Crusade, number three, 
the 1 in 15 Scarlet Witch variant, which sold for a new high of 250 bucks in a 9.8. And lastly, the Young Allies number 6 Firestar 1 in 15. Which so there's is a chance to actually go uh, 0 for 12 or, or 12 for 12. <laughs> we gave you two bonus books. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, you got bonus books, uh, which has gone crazy price-wise with a new all-time high sale this week of 1000 bucks, basically, for a CGC 9.6, which, <laughs> hey, the new the 9.6 is the new 9.8 because you ain't getting a 9.8 out of CGC. So uh, these <laughs> sisters definitely seem to be climbing in price together, man. What do you guys think of these profile? What do they, what do they call them? A female Marvel profile variants. I like the Scarlet Witch <laughs> one, but the New Mutants one looks dope too. Uh, for for uh, Art Adams, um, but I remember when um, first time I saw Art Adams art was when he did it was an X Men annual New Mutants annual crossover where the X Men ended up in Asgard. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that story, but Art Adams did the covers, and I think he did Internals, and I was like, wow, who did this? Right, and then after that, he kind of. Uh, go along and did his thing, but there you go, boys and girls. Young Allies number six, or you could add New Mutants on there and Avengers Children Crusade on there oh, as well. Hey. So you can go. Well, if you want it's to, you can pick one of those. It's not two for ten; it's two for twelve. There you go. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, let's go see what is shaking today on the cover price comic book shakers of the week. Or excuse me, uh, of it changes daily. So really, this is a daily just, list. Yeah, yeah. So this is today's big shakers. Yeah, so let's uh, go. I mean, literally, say, some of these that you look up will have sales of yesterday. Yeah, so here we go. If you have a full-blown cover price membership, you can see the top 10. You can see all the movers, uh, and that show is uh, this is the number of units. Oh, so that's, that's cool. Interesting. That Superman. Son of Kal-El. I like that. Units. That's, uh, that's uh, homage to number one. Yeah, that's issue interesting. Number one. Well, Wow, this is a Fantastic Four through fifty eight, so forty six copies. Hmm, mm. interesting. All right, but we're we're interested to see what's shaking, boys and girls. Uh, let's see what's shaking today. This list changes every day, several times a day. So, oh, look at that! I got three in the top ten, or three in the top six. It oh, well, it's not really a top list, but um, I just showed that brave. Well, and the no, bold it's by, it's on, by the uh, most valuable. It's it's sorted by value. So the most expensive book on the on this list is, is to you know. Up and and then it just progressively gets less expensive. Super so yeah, Surfer, you had three of the wow, top six yeah. there. Yeah, that, I don't know what this X Men book is hard. It's hard to find. I have to, I have to grade these two. My two are uh, Ultimate Fallout's or Raw Dog. So I got to get those graded. Well, what's going uh, on with that Star Wars? That seems expensive. Twenty four hundred. Look at this one. I I think our man Justin has his first appearance of yeah. Ahsoka Tano outside mm. a Star Wars canon. Thirty nine hundred for nine. Oh my goodness. Oh, when it's 16,000 for a 9.8. And that's not a hard book. It's not a, a hard. It's, it's easy. It's not hard to get in a 9.8 is what I'm trying to say. But this Star Wars, the Clone Wars, issue number one from Dark Horse, man. There's golden in them. Here's what hills go out and look for it. I was just watching this again um, because um, recently in the news, uh, Steve Ditko is uh, in the news recently. about I think it's D, Steve Ditko's family wanted to was suing the rights to get the rights to Spider-Man back. But, uh, you know, as they did with Scarlett Johansson, they settled things out of court. We'll never know how much they paid. But this is the quintessential Steve Ditko cover right here. Um, right. Uh, look at that. Graded 9.6, $2,600, man. Wow, nine for 9.6, that seems low. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I have one of I these, but it's in how you're gonna horrible find condition. This is absolutely... A, of course, in the uh, Spider-Man film, 
there was a scene where they paid homage to this. If you remember, uh, yes. uh, you know, he kind of lifts this stuff and there's water all around it. That's why I immediately saw that film. I immediately thought of this uh, classic Steve Ditko cover. If you want to find out more about Steve Ditko, I, I, I beseech you or I beg you to go look up um, In Search of Steve Ditko. It's a BBC documentary by Jonathan Ross and it tells the whole history of Steve Ditko how he is an isolationist and you know how they actually actually interviewed Stan Lee and there was a rift between them because at one time Stan Lee was like no I created it it was my idea you just simply drew it then he finally said no Steve Ditko is a co-creator so before the first Spider-Man movie came out they actually added uh Ditko's name to the credits uh it may have been the first one or the second one the but the ones with Tobey Maguire uh they added um Spider-Man, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. So, you know, go check out that Jonathan Ross documentary. It's very, very cool, man. Especially if you ain't got nothing to do. Go check it out. It's called In Search of Steve Ditko. I think it's on YouTube. You can see it. Um, ah, Warlock pushing up on there. Let's look at this. I think people are assuming because uh, Robert Gun- or James Gunn said he finished the script for um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And a lot of the actors came out and said that, you know, they got really emotional and started crying. So everybody just assumed that people are dying. Another interesting thing is like why we haven't seen Warlock in the What If series or whatnot is because famously James Gunn has said, I am going to be doing Adam Warlock. And if you watch the end of Guardians of Galaxy number two, it's obvious that James uh, Warlock is coming. But uh, this first appearance of Adam Warlock, this is one of those crazy issues where there's tons of different first appearances of him. Uh, there's a first appearance of <laughs> him. him. <laughs> yeah, him. Uh, him Cocoon, literally. Uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff, man. But this is still a great run. This whole Marvel premiere, I know, Ryan, you and I have talked about how this part yes. Marvel premiere is just Love full of great, great, great books. I'm actually um, attempting to try to complete. It's a it's a 1 to 59, I think. So it's a yeah. easy run to complete. Yeah, I'm trying. No way. There's so many expensive keys in there, isn't there? Look at this. Uh, well, if you this, got them way early, you know. This is the Sarah Pacelli Ultimate Comic Spider Man number one. Wow, raw for thirteen fifty. What? Yeah, I have I have the regular covers, and I I think I have the bagged cover as well. Um, I definitely have these because this is a you know we also uh, I think Harris Comics did like a homage variant to this one as well. You know, I even said so. I own this book. I own one. I have the I I have the entire run of the Ultimate Spider-Man. I had the entire run of all the Ultimate comics at one point, to be honest with you. But then I sold off the X-Men and the um, the Ultimates. If remember, that was what they the Avengers were called in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, Yeah, so unbagged. One hundred thirty-seven dollars for a raw comic. I think eight thirty-five for a nine-eight. Referred myself in the third person. Tivo, time to go get these graded. But uh, yeah, one I another need to go rare. Check and see if I got that one. Another odd ratio too. One in thirty. Don't see many one in thirties nowadays either. But there we go, Sir Pacelli, man. Man, I'm telling you, Miles is gonna. Oh, it's just gonna go explode. But here you go, Ryan. I'll throw this bone at you, man. Have a bone, throw dude. Throw some DC in there for Ryan. I have this, the, but not nine-eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Joker number one, first appearance of the Joker Joker in a solo series. 9.8 for 1750 wow. sounds reasonable to me. Well, that's because reasonable. DC comics are very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, Kang on the list seems to be... Uh, Look at that uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back book. A friend of ours on Instagram, uh, Skip, Skip Valens, has a sign, like a cast sign. Main cast sign. Yeah, it by is the original awesome. cast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was just showing um, up. Go check out our man Skip Valens. I think he posted on, it on Instagram. Yeah, he did. Uh this is Marvel Super Special number 16. First appearance of Boba Fett predates Star Wars for number 42 cool, by right? four months. If you guys are Ooh. interested in this one, there you go. 
for all you Star Wars completionists out there, there's a lot of Star Wars books in there. I just realized. Well, it's interesting. I know. I, I was just that. there's ask, a Boba what's Fett next to it. Yeah, yeah. The, well, that's, oh, you know what? The, the, book the Book of Boba, Boba Fett just posted. Yeah, the Book of Boba Fett yeah. movie poster came out. Yeah. So yeah. 42 and 68 are the two big Boba books. I've been buying them up, but man, that, that 9.8 price is crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you really want to get it, you got to get that Empire Strikes Back book. You know what I mean? Uh, another classic uh, Spider-Man cover. Oh, mad. Yeah, let's get a look at Mad Magazine. Yeah, come on. I do believe Forget this. Spider-Man. Uh, I love Mad Magazine. Tales, tales calculated to drive you mad. No, you kids don't even understand how cool Mad Magazine was. <laughs> Mad, but this is so like cool. The, these are like, I want to say these are the comics. This isn't even the Mad Magazine because this is EC. Um, so the, I think these are comic size. No, it, they actually, it, these are the Mad Magazine. And then it turned to the regular magazine that we know and love today. Oh, so it These are the beginning. Like, this is the beginning. Yeah. But was this uh, magazine size or is this comic book size? That I'm not sure. Probably, yeah. Comic book magazine size. size. Yeah, it looks like know. comic book size. So yeah, uh, I remember all the movie adaptations that Mad Magazine's done. Absolutely hilarious, man. A rarity for black uh, Superman covers that from the from the Golden Age. A black cover, <laughs> like right? Ridiculous. We always talk about Superman is famously known for having yellow covers, but look at that. And now you know why they don't do many black covers. My God, we couldn't even find a good picture, Matt. Come on, man. It's nice. <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding, picture, man. Man. That is Superman number 32 uh, from 1945, $811. Wow. That's, see, look, look at the next two next to it. They're yellow covers. And then this one is just all black. So I just wanted to say, it's just, it's just I don't know if there was uh, something with the colors palette or something. Like if you look at this Blue Beetle book here, this is from 1940, all yellow cover, right? You know, all primary, yellow. maybe it's because it's that yellow color. 754, 4.5, Blue Beetle. Not even his first appearance. 1940. Yo, this is gnarly. This is that with Defenders, 112. A very busy cover last? right there. That's what I was talking about. Nowadays, you don't have comics like this where people oh. just throwing down. This is the Defenders versus the I, Overmind. I this. What's the story with this? This is first appearance of Arcana Jones, Power Princess, and Nuke. Mm. Well, I think they're part of uh, Power Princess and Nuke. I do believe are part of the Squadron Supreme. I want to think. Uh, I'm trying to think, but remember, this team is just goofy. It had like Gargoyle, Valkyrie, Silver Surfer. Beast, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Vision. Man, the, actually, that's a fucking powerful team. You think about it. Jeez, man. <laughs> Who's going to stand up to Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, uh, Vision, and Scarlet Witch? And this is before, you know, Scarlet Witch got all powerful. But, you know, Gargoyle was an interesting character, too. I love this, the Defenders run. Um, this is the 75% price variant, too, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, that's Canadian price variant. Yep, $750, man. Ironically, uh, you know, back you know the U.S. dollar's always done better than Canadian dollar, but you've, Canadian price variants always, always seem to be more. There you go. Here's some more Star Wars for you. This is gorgeous. Star Wars number eighty-one. Yeah. The that. only thing about this book, because I cool just sent book. this off to be graded, there's a Return of Boba Fett. I didn't think there was a key except for the cover. The cover's got a, like almost all the characters on it. Anything Boba Fett, man, because they just dropped the movie poster and it's um, I think it's coming out in December, right? Uh, the end of the year. We're going to get the book of Boba Fett. So uh, expect more Star Wars stuff to just start flying off the shelves is my guess. Good old Fantastic Four, number 49. There's some Galactus love. Uh, can on. we talk about what if spoilers now? It's since I mean, it, I mean, it happened yesterday. What if right? was awesome. See the Galactus moment where Vision uh, gobbles up a galaxy? Yo. Forget about it. That was crazy, man. I, that that last episode of What If has ultimate rewatchability, I think. It was just fantastic. Awesome. You, catch, you catch a little bit of something. Every time um, Vision, Ultron, Gauntlet uh, 
punched the the watcher, they went into another dimension. And at one point, you saw Mustafar on there. So Google it, boys. Yeah, I got to rewatch it again. So it's the first time you actually got to see um, Star Wars scenes inside of a Marvel show. Uh, So supposedly it's Vader's castle on Mustafar, and as well as that veg. As well as that vegetation planet where one chick with the crazy uh, head thing gets executed during Order 66, uh, if you remember that from the prequels, uh, when they said execute Order 66. Here we go. Star Spangled War Stories. Some more great Golden Age stuff. It's always horror or war stories. but uh, War or horror. I was a Hollywood. What did it say? I was a Hollywood soldier. (laughs) <laughs> this is for this real is no lights no camera plenty of action he jumps a grenade way to go it's, was that the first appearance of um it's the last the appearance of the guy on the cover no, <laughs> no the, the i know you're from, a peacemaker uh, no no, no, no i'm thinking of ben stiller's no. character in uh, oh yeah that one movie yeah a classic wolverine cover here's that uh young avengers i always tell you guys stray dogs Here's that Zoo? really weird uh, Spider-Man this 2009. Came with a, yeah, this is a toy thing, right? Yep. It was a Toy Biz second print white variant, man. Good luck finding that. Uh, 9.8, 1600. So this is a 9.4 to recently sold for 400. But yeah, this is an odd, odd book, um, which is interesting because most of uh, the toy variants didn't have the price on it, but this one does. So uh, there you go. So uh, if you have a toy, if you have a comic book inside those toys, crack it open. Here we go. Crack them up. Let's talk Zoot. about Zoot, Zoot Comics. Super Rula. Betty Page. Pretty girl. Good girl cover, man. Look at that. Good That's awesome. going in for the kiss. Look at him. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get it the way that blade is shaped up. Looks yeah. like Zabu up. She looks like Zabu up there. Uh, $3.99 for a 7.0. See, I would get this, man. This is history right there. This is Rula, the jungle goddess. In the Dream Dancers, a a jungle a jungle bona fide action with with the Falcon. Wow, so you didn't even know these characters existed, man. Uh, here's another cool book for you. Is there a Marvel Age one in there? What's up with that Marvel Age? Miss Fury number five. So it's like Catwoman, Batwoman. Yeah, probably and something else. <laughs> yeah, from Marvel. There you go. I didn't even know that was a Marvel book. But what were you asking about? Uh, Marvel Age with the previews, Marvel previews right here. So it was Marvel previews number sixty-four. Uh, black what? cover has a first preview of Shuri as a Black Panther. Uh, J. Scott Campbell out for no. a Black Panther number one from two thousand and nine. Another one of those weird uh, preview books that people always you know get on. Uh, what was that? Uh, I was just talking about. Oh, we won't talk about that yet because uh, there's a Dakota North and a Marvel preview book that I won't talk about yet. I guess I just did. The cat's out of the bag. There you but go. Anyway, uh, good old what if? We were just talking about what if. Sure Perfect segue. Worst. I think this book is so undervalued, man. Come on, it is nine point six for three hundred. Uh, nine point eight for twelve hundred. I got. I have a nine point eight. Uh, grossly undervalued, in my opinion. If uh, if you if you think about it. Um, but yeah, that is super cool, man. Uh, let me, where was I? It's a tough nine, eight though. It's one of those square bound, square bound, square bound. And it's, it's like a double size issue as well, but, um, it's great, great stories. Entire, this entire first volume, entirely great stories. Oh, look at that. You got one. Darth Vader. Number one is first appearance of Dr. Afra. Which one is this? Yeah, Why are we looking at books we see all the time? Let's look at some of these cool hey, ones, man. Yeah. I just did. How often do you see Miss Fury and Zoom? Come on, war man. Stories. He's like, you passed war stories twice already. We're <laughs> right. got a dragon on the cover for Christ's sake. Come We're going to look at oh. Afra. There you go. I mean, come on. 
Well, I wanted to see which one it was, but this is Star Spangled War Stories. Uh, yeah, that's a fucking weird looking dinosaur. Piece. Not even the giant <laughs> savage beast Hulk. He's coming so out of the tree. Three ninety nine for nine point four, but it came nineteen sixty seven. Uh, you know, not impressive. Get nineteen forty seven, and I'll be impressed. Uh, yeah. Here's some more Star Spangled War Stories. So somebody went on a Star oh, no, Spangled War Stories spending Marvel spree. Age one hundred four. What the hell's up with that with the Jim Lee? So this is three forty nine. Um, do, 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 do. You're on it. I don't know what it is. Why is that hot? By the way, I just re- I was just rereading Jim Lee's X Men one through five. Man, does that take ah. me back, man? So it features unpublished Jim Lee art, maybe. And of course, there's the those giant Jim Lee sale original art sale of X Men. And it says from- X Men preview issue. So was that X Men one preview? Gotta be. Well. Unpublished top. art, so it, it means... Yeah, but at the top, it says Extra yeah. Special X-Men Preview Issue. Look at that. It also features the first Marvel mutant story ever by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko from Amazing Adult Fantasy number 14. Ooh. If you didn't know that, see that at the very bottom? The first mm-hmm. Marvel mutant story ever in Amazing Adult Fantasy 14. Every, of course, uh, starting with Amazing Fantasy 15, they took the uh, adult part out of it, so it was just Amazing Fantasy. But prior to that, the first 14 issues was Amazing Adult Fantasy. Oh, yeah, Jim Lee is on the cover there. Yeah. Oh, it's, the actual book like, itself? No, yeah, him, that's like, his yeah. first comic appearance, probably. There he is at the artist desk. First cover appearance. There he is, yeah. So maybe it is his first appearance on a cover. You never know. You know, people were just like, yeah, this game, uh, X million dollars for original art. I know we'll pay some more for, uh, uh, why the X-Men I've been, uh, watching it and I'm in it. I dig it. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Actually. Very well done. Um, uh, I've only watched like, I think they released the first three episodes. I saw the the first first three. Yeah. It's definitely got a cult following. I have a, I have one issue. Mine is on, unfortunately mine's an H1. Oh shit. I got to send out uncanny swag if you're there i for, totally forgot to send your book so i'll do that tomorrow he's lying he i swear to god i'll do it tomorrow, tomorrow. Right, <laughs> or uh, maybe saturday what's the yeah, one, that one? <laughs> punisher war, war journal. journal this is early uh look at that early punisher Dude, that war covers Wolverine. Dope. yeah this is cover uh, so G- bad i want to say this is the jim lee punisher war journal uh when he started this uh he started this run this is the height of jim lee's powers classic Nine point eight for three hundred fifty dollars, man. Well, I'm sure you guys have a lot of these in your long boxes, man. Look at this. Here we go. Static issue number one, soon to be a uh, animated series as well as live action, all kinds of other stuff. So it's a first issue collector's item. The first appearance of Static, aka Virgil Hawking. So how you like them apples? But uh, there you go, boys and girls. Don't we didn't lose a bunch of guys. So you guys still 152 of you strong. I just wanted to go through nice. there to take up our full allotted hour of time. Uh, yeah. Any last words, JB? Yeah, man. I'm uh, two weeks away. Two weeks away from coming back, man. We've got a two-week break. The kids go uh, out on break. And then when they go back to school, my wife goes back to work. And I come back to the YouTubes full-time to be pumping out some content. Everybody wants to know what happened to that 20G I spent. Stick around and find out. Hey, it's been marinating, man. <laughs> it's been marinating. Yeah. Dark Side Jedi, any last words? Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, Thursdays, like I always say, this is my favorite list on YouTube. I may be biased, but we get some pretty cool books that we get to see every week on Thursdays. It's not your average, uh, average stuff. So thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. 
He's not your average drug dealer. Cocaine, <laughs> cocaine. Anyway, uh, hey, thank you guys for joining us. Mark your calendars, boys and girls. The fifth annual Lords of Long Box Black Friday auction this Ooh. Thanksgiving on Friday. You know, we rock it Whoa. every year on Black Friday. Lord's yeah, auction, but you've been doing it five years in a row. So, nice. um, you know, save some of your Black Friday money. It'll uh, be a big to one. Those, it's going to be a big one. It's uh, We haven't had an auction in like three or four months, so we're going to rock it out. So for uh, nice. Dark Side Jedi, JB from Discovery Bay Kikes, this is your man Tebow saying keep digging in them long boxes and peace out. Now let's do this.